0: you're listening to the cannabis hangout Hey friends, welcome back to another episode. I'm Brandon. And I'm Sabah. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's conversation, we are speaking with Taylor, who is with Highway Lines, which is a brand here in Oklahoma. He does sales, social media, and events for the company. We're excited just to get to know him more and what he does and what his passions are. So please welcome Taylor Gardner to the Cannabis Hangout. Hi, Hello. Taylor. Hello,
2: everyone. Thank you guys so much for having me on.
1: Yeah, thank Th- you for being here. Yeah, thanks for taking time. So let's just start from the beginning, Tell us where your cannabis journey first began, the first run-in you had with cannabis.
2: First run-in would be, I'd say like 2008. I was in about the eighth grade. Uh, Best friend's sister actually sold us some weed Okay, and we smoked it out of a Coke can. A Coke can? Yeah. How'd you do that? You just poke the holes in it. You make the dent in the top of it. Yeah. Poke the holes in the top. Uh Uh-huh. And then you use the mouthpiece. Oh, you know, you so can put stichy. a carb on the side if you want. or oh, yeah. Out of aluminum. It's Alzheimer's. Then they're done that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good one. Are so th- that's my very first cannabis experience. How so so did you can. feel after? You know, we were young, having a blast, running yeah. around the neighborhood, having a good time. <laughs> you know, just as high as could be. <laughs> that's awesome. I
0: love that. So what would you say your preferred method is to consume?
2: I'm definitely a hash-rosin dabber.
0: Okay. Um, but I, I do love... It.
2: love a great joint yeah you know what i mean i uh, flour. just a solid joint with a good tip in it mm-hmm. i like flower too
0: do you what kind of, are you like a glass tip person or are you uh just whatever a, works whatever we got work handy nice yeah. what about um rosin what do you like to smoke
2: my favorite rosin is going to be hilltop rosin for sure okay um, hilltop gardens yeah i'm a little biased <laughs> with them um I just love funky rosin. Yeah. Anything that's just like a GMO or anything like that. I just want to have just that stink. Um, Fruity rosin's okay here and there. Okay. I just like the high from that. Just It just strong. hits yeah. different. Yeah. I, I
0: hear you. Yep. I totally hear you. So um, what does your day look like? Like if you're, because I know if you like hash rosin, you smoke throughout the day. Correct. Because I know that about myself. <laughs> so from like whenever you get up, do you like start your morning with a dab and like, are you just like at lunchtime throughout the day type thing?
2: It's really just what I'm feeling when yeah. I wake up. You know, maybe I want to wake up and I just have some great flower. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'll just smoke this and see what the highs like. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm really just feeling like, yeah, I want to get in the groove, I'll take a couple of dabs before I get out and go. But nice. a lot of times it's just a joint to get going and then yeah. take a dab about 10 o'clock or something like that. Yeah,
1: I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, So as we understand more about the plant, we gain more knowledge and more perspective around it. Was there a moment that cannabis became more than just getting high for you and you realized it was helping you in some way?
2: You know, I think I used cannabis a lot for self-medication, so that's a good question for me. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a certain point where I realized, okay, I'm not just getting high to get high and be a stoner. I really care about the plant. I want to know more about it. Um, I could see where it helped me with sleep. I had some stomach issues back in the day, helped with stuff like that. Um, I don't know if there was exactly a certain point mm-hmm. that trost, crossed me over, but it it was just a time period of using cannabis for so long, yeah, and realizing that I actually had a passion for it instead of just you know like doing it as a social thing or doing yeah. it. As yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I can I've always consumed to it. That. I've always consumed it more than I guess like my average peers, mm-hmm. yeah. especially before I got into the industry where there's more people like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, if you've also
0: had like sleep issues or any kind of like digestive issues, I can see how definitely. cannabis, mm-hmm. you can see how um, you find yourself going towards it more when you are feeling right. one of those types of way because it does
2: release. I like, played a lot of hockey when I was younger. Okay. Um, and so I had cool. some bad knees when I got a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And the doctors told me I had some pretty bad arthritis. Um, and that's one of the main things that I honestly didn't realize that I had pain all day long and I was okay. pain all the that time. That you were
0: just dealing with it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So then I just,
2: when I would stop using it because, you know, maybe I was younger and I was getting pressure from the outside. Right. You know, oh, you're not going to have a job in cannabis. You need to do this or mm-hmm. do this. So I try to stop to mm-hmm. pass a drug test for a job or something. Right. Like, and I just would feel so much different, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And then Like I you're just, missing something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it would change my entire persona. You know, it. it I would be irritable and things because mm-hmm. I wasn't sleeping I'd be mm-hmm. sore and stuff and then I would use it again and I was like whoa okay
1: yeah you felt the shift in your body exactly
2: and it's not yeah. like you know it's not like it inca- incapacitates me or anything right. so it's you know you can use it as a medicine
0: yeah so is your family are they supportive with like your consumption and all that would you say
2: absolutely yeah. um, even when I was younger as my parents were always supportive as long as I was you know not doing bad things and not on the wrong track They'll be, always be supportive. And, you know, now it's funny. My mom loves to eat edibles. I mean, it's yeah. like edibles nonstop for her. <laughs> and my dad, you know, he'll hit a bowl uh, or something here and there. Funny. But that's cool. You know, it's cool yeah. to see them change, too, to, after using it. You know, you can see the change in
0: It's cool to see your parents because they exactly. were originally the ones who, like, you maybe were having to hide it from, you know. Exactly, and then yeah. when you see them come around someday in your life you're just like i never thought i'd see this moment right.
1: yeah and you
2: know i'm not a drinker but my dad would drink sometimes and you know everybody that gets too drunk they have a bad story from mm-hmm. it right? yes for so sure So it's good to see him now like just go to a joint or go to a bowl yeah. instead of having to yeah. consume a lot of that's alcohol that's really cool and, that you know, that
1: is, yeah. yeah i'm sure when they go to their adult parent parties too it's like they're like, let's eat edibles before, you know. That's my mom. She's like, <laughs> hey. passes out
2: all the gummies to all her friends. And they I love to blast. hear it. They do like board games and stuff. So
1: <laughs> Your mom's the plug to her, yeah, right?
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> That's so cool. That's awesome. So, Taylor, in your own words, can you tell us who you are and what you do?
2: My own words, I'm just, I guess I'm just an open kind of spirit in a way. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm always open to take new avenues, try new things, test new things out. Yeah. Um,
0: Just always curious. Really, yeah, yeah, just always curious.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't see myself as like a career type person, so maybe I'm doing this now, but... Who knows what I could be doing in five, ten years. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to label myself. I feel
1: really. that. That's and that's great. That's that's it. a great answer because we totally get that. You're always evolving. As a, yeah,
0: as a, a, yeah, evolving. yeah, evolving. Being a, a creative too, or just like having yeah. different passions and right. different hobbies, like you kind of find your flow in a different way that's like not really career driven but like i, I mean, know. could
2: have never told me that i'd be sitting here on a cannabis podcast right so it's yeah really it's yeah. really
1: exciting that's yeah. cool it is cool to like be a part of a different type of crowd of people and who like we've organically surrounded ourselves ourselves with you know and i don't really know many people in my circle that work in nine to five and are on that you know like career path or that are taking the corporate route. All all of my friends are on like...
2: This entrepreneurship. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And they're doing all these mm-hmm. different hustles, but it, it works for them and they're happy. They're so happy. And like they're, you know, at peace and they like time is their best friend because they have so much of it. But also a lot of them don't have any of it because, you know, they're growers or whatever it may be, but they are so happy because they're not tied to someone they're tied to something which is a plant
2: right that's um, cool that's what drives me for all my decisions on you know where I work what I do what I spend my time is am I passionate about this because we do get the chance to say that we're the very small percentage that we love what we do yeah. so mm-hmm. being in this industry is just it's such it's such a great chance to be a part of such a crazy movement that yeah, we're you know right. down mm. the future there's going to be people that wish that they were here at the beginning you yeah know? yeah so it's good
0: perspective
2: it, it is it's it's great to be just doing what we want to do like kind yeah. of touching what you were saying you know, yeah what you're passionate about
0: because yeah. there's plenty of
2: people that do a mundane grind that they yeah. don't enjoy it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah i'm glad to do this and when yeah. you've
0: been there before exactly you are so much more grateful because i feel like all three of us sitting here have been. Yeah. I've worked and many
2: nights in kitchen restaurants Yes, or yeah. retail, whatever
0: that might look like. Yeah. And so when you have the control of kind of your own schedule in a sense and you feel more freedom and like mm-hmm. movement to like, you know, kind yeah. of go where you want to go and do what you want to do. It's there's something just so freeing and like thrilling about it. it is. You it's know? also
1: like I've, I was I've been thinking about this a lot recently because. I've been in, you know, a little bit of a life transition and like trying to find more hustles and trying to make more money. Um, and somebody said, I think it may have been like my dad or something that like, you know, you should just like find a job and like stick to it. And in my mind, I'm like, but I don't have to do that. Like I don't have to compromise or somebody else said, you know, you're an adult, like you get to pick your weekends. So like, why do you feel like you need weekends? Like you should just work on the weekends. And Yeah, that's, I mean, that's so true. Like, absolutely. But in my mind also, I'm like, I don't have to. Like, I've done that. And now I get to set my boundaries in the job that I want. And I will figure it out. And I will create that job for myself. And that's exactly what happened, you know. And I didn't compromise my weekends. Like, my week, and I get to make my weekends. And, you know, anything. If, you know, if I need to work, I will. But
2: I think as long as you're financially comfortable for your situation. Yeah. If you don't work Monday through Mm -hmm. Friday. That's nobody's business, to be exactly, you know And it's I mean?
1: cool to be able to set those boundaries, I guess is what I'm trying to say, to be able to create that quote unquote, quote, career lives. for myself or yeah. life for myself. Right.
0: It's just a grind in a different way. Yeah. You know, some people want to grind with a structure like that. That's very traditional, you know, mm-hmm. that everyone, that's the only way of what you know, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But then... <laughs> the ones the people like us who are like there's more out there yeah. there's Something more else, to live. Yeah. i'm worth so much more than this yeah <laughs> you start spreading your wings but um with that being said so how long have you been with highway lines and what do you like what do you get to do for them what do you enjoy I started about with highway
2: lines in january of 2022 okay cool the years kind of go together now yeah
0: a little over a year
2: started in the grow with them um they gave me my first chance to kind of just get into an actual mm-hmm. official license, really nice operation. Yeah. I had done other stuff that was small, um, and then I had done other stuff that was a little bit bigger, but completely illegal. Okay, you know? mm-hmm. I got you. So yeah. um, after coming to Oklahoma City, they gave me my my start there, um, just put me on the flower team. Okay. And usually with a big girl like that, you have to start out like on the trim crew or yeah. something like that. I just got in at just the perfect time to where Mm -hmm. they needed the help. I was willing to, you know, bust my butt and work Work, for them. So, just worked for them for a long time in Flower, probably about six to eight months. Okay. Then they ended up making me the veg room manager. Cool. So, I had a couple of rooms to Mm -hmm. take care of there um, and a guy that worked with me. And it was great, it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, We ended up going to, I had been doing events for them and things, you know, here on the side, whatnot, but we went to Cowboy Cup actually the end of 2022 and after cowboy Cup, they asked me about just going full-time and doing events and doing sales and things like that so that's whenever i transitioned over cool and really i just get to kind of do social media for them um any events like we just did the apacapalooza event yeah. which was fantastic. Um, Just all that kind of fun stuff, honestly. Where you get to be a people people person and talk to
0: people and communicate with the patients. Yeah, that's always so fun. So
1: had you ever, like, touched plants in such a way, like, before you had gotten into the grow? Had you ever been, like, a green thumb person?
2: Absolutely not. I had always been interested in the extraction Mm -hmm. side of it. And I was thinking, you know, back then, I wasn't huge on the rosin. I still think that a really great extracted bho diamond with some sauce will get you extremely high just like rosin you know there's like a kind of like a A bho (laughs) conversation there is like bh no you know blah 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 but well extracted there's good quality bho it's out there and so that kind of that drew my passion about cannabis for one was Mm -hmm. just learning about all the extraction and then i just had to realize well, if I want to be a good extractor, you got to know how to grow a good bud. Yeah. So that's whenever I kind of that's whenever mm-hmm. I kind of transition. I was like, okay, I want to work in the grow. Mm-hmm. And then I had, you know, touched a little bit of plants, like I said, but at Highway Lines Freedom Road, it's so many plants every single week yeah. that you just learn so fast, yeah, and you just get gain the knowledge so fast. Yeah. Wow.
1: So it's like you cool. to be a sponge, right? Yeah. yeah. So, what initially made you want to get in the cannabis industry?
2: really just like we talked about working for something we're passionate about
1: yeah i
2: had grinded for so long doing i'd done things like kitchen jobs okay. i had done like outside sales mm-hmm. you know door-to-door type yeah. things. Mm-hmm. you know just stuff that is it's just so wearing down on yes. you yes energy draining like physically but mm-hmm. emotionally you're always you know struggling for bare minimum dollar um and i just wanted to do yeah. something that i was passionate about so it drove me to try to, I was actually living in Stillwater for a couple of years. The first okay. place I moved to in Oklahoma, or in Oklahoma.
0: Okay, wait, where are you from?
2: I'm from originally born in Tampa, Florida. Okay, oh, cool. Grew up there for most of my life, right about junior high, moved to Arkansas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Graduated in high school in Arkansas right outside of Little Rock. Okay. okay. And then lived in um, Little Rock area for probably, I don't know, six, seven years after high school. Oh, wow. And then we moved out to Stillwater just to kind of get that refresher change yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um I was thinking about going to OSU for some things. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit. Okay. Literally months later. Mm. So it kind of just threw everything for a loop. I wasn't going to do the online class thing. Yeah. So I had been that far removed from school. I was yeah. like, I can wait, you know, a little bit longer. And um, I just started sending out, my resume to different cannabis grows and different things and ironically um a guy that owned a grow he had a couple brothers that owned it with him Mm -hmm. and one of the brothers owned a gas delivery thing Mm -hmm. and so they would deliver bho propane things like that Mm -hmm. or not bho but butane propane to all the processors in the state well that brother and the brother from the grow called me at the same day and offered me a job, and they didn't talk to each other. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. They called me at the same day. That's a great. Same, So I, t- I, I took both jobs. They let me take both jobs, and then they ended up, those guys were the ones that got me my start out cool. in Stillwater. Yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So shout out to Fuel Farms in Stillwater.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Guys
2: named Jake and uh, Jake, George, and Shane.
0: Cool. That's awesome. It's always good to, like, show love to people who gave you that like foot in the door like an opportunity to like even be somewhere that you didn't think you know know,
2: i can even thank them for starting the relationship with a lot of people that i know now that are my good friends so yeah yeah.
0: that's so cool everyone i love how we just like run into people in our lives that you meet for a reason everyone's there you know it all makes sense Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage
1: Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information,
0: visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. So um let's switch gears just a little bit the I love the website that you guys have. You have your strains broken down by the origin of it, the terpenes, the percentages, the smells, and everything it's well done, and you guys provide some solid information for patients and seem pretty transparent i can't say like most grow websites you go to there's not like a much to, to look around at on, and it's just kind of boring and I it's do like. So on education, you know, I just like really appreciated looking at y'alls and being like, wow, I can actually pick the strain without even talking to somebody with what I want, if I really want to, because of all the information that was just provided.
2: I, I think that it was a marketing team that actually set that up. I think yeah. they did an absolutely fantastic job. And like you said, there's you can scroll for a long time. Yeah. And, you're like, oh, I'm and still it's going you're still yet. about
0: the same strain. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's so cool.
2: And I like that you brought up the transparency because that is one thing i do really like about highway lines mm-hmm. is that we are so transparent you know yeah. anyone that we even do tours for people that aren't in the industry yeah you know I mean? if, if if you send us a message and you're like hey i really want to see yeah you know whatever we can probably work something out you That's know and cool. show you around because yeah. we are really proud in our facility so you want
0: patients to know where they're getting their medicine exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly so with that being said what's your favorite strain your personal favorite
2: I would have to say I'm going to the Cushmans. Okay, Cushmans. Yeah. We right have on. some new ones, though, that are coming up that I'm really excited to try out. Uh-huh. So that could be changing up.
0: Okay, yeah. that's exciting. So um, what brought you into, like, cannabis sales? You said you've done, like, door-to-door sailing before, right? Is that kind of what made you want to kind of just jump into cannabis sales because you were passionate about it?
2: you know, it's funny. Everyone always tells me that they think I'd be a great salesman and this and that. Yeah. I think I'm not a good salesman. (laughs) That's just the flat out honest truth. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a pushy salesman, you know, so I'm not going to like force you. I'm not going to beg you. Um, and that's why I like to supply product that I can stand behind. Mm -hmm. That way I don't have to really do that. I understand that. But you know, really, I just love talking with people. I love meeting people. Um, for me, I feel it's easy to talk to people. Mm -hmm. So people always tell me oh you'd be a great salesman do it do it do it and you know it sounded fun it sounded fun to get out of the grow it sounded fun to do the events and things like that so
0: i hear you yeah and sometimes we're like our own worst critic on what we think we're good at when even because i understand the sales part like i have experience with that too and you just kind of
2: end up being good at it yeah but it's like i'm not like you know Getting cars and I stuff know. off of it. Yeah.
1: Totally. So I've been in the cannabis sales and I know how challenging it can be. Um what would you say or how would you say the cannabis industry has helped develop your skill set maybe like even more? And not just like in the sales, but just in other ways. Um, yeah, like how would you say?
2: I would say definitely the grow has built my patience.
1: Mm.
2: I was yeah. a very lacking a patience person I still honestly am but the grow just taught me the value of patience mm-hmm. and the value of putting work in today to see a product that comes out later yeah um, because I was before that I was really bad about I want to work and get a like have a problem here and have a solution immediately mm-hmm. before I go home yeah that type deal so in mm-hmm. the grow it really showed me to spread out that patience and just have a a a bigger view of what we're doing you Mm -hmm.
1: know and just like roll with it and let things occur as they are it also
2: got me a little bit more dedicated you know like Mm -hmm. in the kitchen environments and stuff you can kind of be like a you know you're you're out late all the time and stuff like that the grow really like dedicated me to be getting up early in the morning and you know a
0: better routine eating a good breakfast
2: eating a good lunch you know going to bed early you know just being really satisfied in what you do every day yeah yeah i would say it it really just helps me be a better person honestly that's
0: awesome Yeah. yeah that's good so taylor what would you say you take pride in when it comes to the flower that you get to sell like how you were saying you wouldn't
2: sell it if you weren't passionate about you know so i would i take the pride in Selling someone something that I have no problem consuming myself. Yeah. You know, um, I just want someone to smoke our flower. They can have critiques of it. You know, maybe they think that it needs to be a little bit more of X or Y. -hmm. Um, Let us know. I I take the pride in just hoping that someone smokes it, enjoys it, gets high and comes back again. It does what it needs to do for them and they come back for more. I don't want it to be, you know. I don't want there to be any negative remarks. I know there could be
0: Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. small things mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. But
2: yeah, I would hope them not to put it out midway and say, Oh no, I'm not not right. gonna finish mm-hmm. that up. Yeah. Right.
1: So what would you say has been the most challenging thing about selling flour in this market, especially with so much what's the word I'm looking for? I would say saturation? The word is yes, saturation. Saturation
2: and I, I think we everyone can do a better job of teaching the patients a little bit more because we are so stuck on pers- like thc percentages and
0: it
2: yeah if people mm-hmm. would find more about what terps they like and how those terps affect you mm-hmm. you could look for strains based on terpene profiles right. instead of oh well this isn't 30 percent, i won't buy it or mm-hmm. this isn't 30 percent, so it's not worth x amount of dollars yeah. yeah um i would say that's the hardest thing and then like like you did said there's a ton of saturation Mm -hmm. i mean you have to stand out when you go into a dispensary and they have a hundred vendors that come through in a week
1: if you're ever in the oklahoma city area check out chill dispensary at 22 northeast 10th street they're
0: good people with hand-washed single source live rosin flour pre-rolls and other solventless products
1: so go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience
0: now back to the episode so, what kind of advice do you give someone to, for that? Because that's intimidating and that can be. And I don't know, like, putting yourself out there, your brand, like, what would, like, what's a tip that you would say?
2: So, this is just me personally. Um, I just, when I get up in the morning, I know I'm going to go to dispensaries and stuff. Maybe I don't know them, but I've got meetings or whatever. I just, I like to dress nice. Mm-hmm. I like to look presentable. Yes. Um, I like to go in there just confidently. You know, maybe bring them some stickers or something if you have it. You know, just kind of something to just stand out. Yeah. If you yeah. can give them a sample, give them a sample, you know. Mm-hmm, right. And there's a fine line with that too on just giving everyone something for free and then they never call you or they never. So you got to kind of find and figure that way like, oh, hey, yeah, I'll give you some, but give them a little leverage point or something. So you know business. what I mean? Yeah. yeah uh-huh. um, not letting those dispensaries kind of walk all over you because I do mm-hmm. notice that the dispensaries kind of,
1: they do they 100% because they love on, the samples. Yeah, they
2: try to walk on you, especially the girls. They're like, oh, we want to beat you down on the price. And we want, you know, yeah, we want an ounce for all of our bud tenders to try and stuff. And it's right. Like, yeah, I can't do that to yeah. 100 yeah. dispensaries just yeah. in Oklahoma City. No, right?
1: yeah. So with intimidation, sales can also be an uncertainty. And you have to be really committed to the hustle and grind, and you have to have a very specific mindset because sales isn't for everyone. Putting yourself out, putting yourself out there day to day, you know, it, Driving it, all over it's the place. A, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. So, what keeps you going on days when you don't feel like you're on your a game or you just are having a tough day?
2: What keeps me going is the guys that are I worked side by side with those guys that are in the grow every day, mm-hmm. and so. I know that if I'm not out there moving our flower, mm-hmm. they're not gonna have the opportunity to, you know, get raises or things like that because yeah. if the flower's not moving, mm-hmm. then we're not growing. We're not growing, right. Yeah. So I just have a big respect for those guys back there and how much they work and what they do. So yeah. that's a driving factor for me for sure.
0: Yeah. That's because cool. we
2: did have a point on our sales team where there were no sales mm-hmm. and it was very hard. And now that we've seen what it's like to have yeah. sales it's like wow let's keep this grateful rolling. Yeah. yeah let's keep this going the
1: the i've been in the position of selling flour and there's no sales and i was the only salesperson, and everyone was looking to me to sell and that was very it's
2: all on you yeah
1: yeah and like
2: and you can't force the testing wasn't to buy. great
1: that i was trying to sell it was really clean flour, but like it was and it was like og strains like durbins you, you don't see like blue dreams you don't see doses you don't see you know like original cuts northern lights but people don't want that people don't want the and like the 16 percent with one percent terp two percent terps people don't want that so it was like and that was when the market was first crashing and it was like getting twelve thirteen hundred dollars a pound was a big deal for things like that because everywhere else is
2: getting like four five six hundred dollars exactly and we were in that same boat with the old strains we had like i can't even remember but you said one of them, dosi, um, just a lot of these older strains that people, yeah, you, people that smoked for a long time, they mm-hmm. know the name and they love them, but there's a lot of new strains out now that are so cool and mm-hmm. so bag appeal and name appeal that we were in that rut too where pounds yeah. were just so low. Mm-hmm. Nobody really wanted those strains, and you can't force anyone to buy anything. And you so. know it's
1: crazy because like you hear so many people, I feel like, so many like i feel like a lot of people i know over the age of 35 37 they're like what do they call it kind bud they talk about kind bud and how like it's not like it used to be and blah 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 and how the stuff they're growing these days is too much and too crazy but kind bud like nothing smokes like that and i'm like okay first of all what the fuck is kind bud like i would love to try some because i want to see how it differentiates but two you would think that the old timers, they recognize these old strains and a lot of, I mean, a lot of the people that I saw in the dispensary were older patients. And I feel like that's kind of how it is when I do go into dispensaries. A lot of the patients I see are older patients. And so it's just very interesting to me that
2: they don't want the old strains because you would think. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, it is weird that they don't, you know, you would think that like if white widow came back out that, all the old Dude. heads would be buying it up. Yeah, yeah totally. you know, Something like that, but then you go and grow it, and nobody buys it.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen... Flower of Life grew a really great White Widow. I did and see
2: someone do it the other day. I didn't...
1: I haven't seen White Widow in, like, years. That's so crazy.
2: I actually bought some from a dispensary, and I can't remember... I'm sorry, I can't remember That's where it know. was or what, but I did Maybe buy it'll some. Maybe it will come back to you. But, yeah, it is strange that And, you know, a lot of the market is an older crowd, too. I mean, I I would even say at Freedom Road, I mean, majority of our customer base Mm -hmm. is probably 55 and up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. I would say a lot of the people that I saw were 37, 40 and up. Mm -hmm. Right.
2: And I think, too, a lot of those older patients, uh, I say older, 55 is not old, but a lot of those patients like that that maybe (laughs) haven't smoked in a long time, Mm -hmm. they really are going to, like, I feel like the edibles or the tinctures. They are totally. They want to be,
0: they want to have their hand held and be like walked through educated. What's going to be best for them? Like what everybody really needs, you know, but like totally they're coming back in to like Mm -hmm. something they might've touched like years and years and years ago. And it's very unfamiliar. So yeah, yeah, I understand that. So we know every part of this industry um, has very humbling, has their humbling moments when you get like gratitude expressed about like your product, your flower that you have from patients. Have you you've had like a moment like that when you're like, wow, this is exactly what I do what I do that just like made you feel good or any just like cool patient
2: stories? About- you know, I don't have any specific stories like that. I would just say that I'm getting that feeling of gratitude with how much our brand has grown in such a short time. Yeah. Um, And it was really kind of when we got to take over and put our stamp on it. Yeah. So just the fact that, you know, even at like that Alpaca Palooza event, you know, I I felt like that's kind of like a heady, you know. Yeah, A lot of like organic Uh growers and things like that. So like for us to be such a big like entity, like Mm -hmm. building wise and stuff, Mm -hmm. a lot of people look at us sometimes like, you know, it's too big, it's not good. Yeah. You know, so I, I like to be able to be, like, people come up to our booth at events like that, and yeah. they, you know, shake our hand and say, hey, you know, doing a great job. Like, you know, Clint with Papa Jesus came by yeah. and said, you know, keep grinding, and stuff like that. So that's the gratitude that I like. You I, know I mean? you. So,
1: Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, it's always cool to hear that from other people you see that you, like, look up to right, or, right, like, totally. admire that are killing it in the cannabis industry. And, you yeah. know, they they're doing all the right things you know and it's like they come up to you and they're talking to you and it's right. like no one has to tell some, yes. certain
2: people that they have great product and then whenever yeah. those kind of people come and tell mm-hmm. you like hey you guys are doing the right thing yeah it's then a it's huge awesome. compliment. yeah,
1: yeah. Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run.
0: Yes, and with being business
1: owners or self-sab, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications, and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to
0: cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma,
1: she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. So with being the position you're in, what would you say is uh, something you really enjoy about being in the Oklahoma market?
2: You know, everyone's just so open. I, I, I hate to say it's like the Wild West, but mm-hmm. really it kind of is, you know. Yeah. So everyone's mm-hmm. kind of just open to try things out or yeah. do partnerships or all kinds of stuff. The Wild you know? West doesn't have to be horrible. Everyone's cool no. to take, you know, Puffco dabs in the back. Yeah, you know? We don't got to yeah. worry about all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I really do just enjoy kind of like the freedom of it, you mm-hmm.
0: know. More relaxed. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I understand that. Hey. So if you could go back and tell your younger self something, Taylor, at any point in your life, what would you say? Like maybe something when you needed it or just like some maybe some advice
2: or. I would say slow down and stop trying to become, you know, this wealthy person worried about financial things Mm. as you're young, you know, or trying to get like. A degree or you know because a lot of your peers and stuff might go to college right. or something and it's not all about that i took a different route you yeah. know and yeah i i get to see now my route played out much better than their route because mm-hmm. their route is now done you know they're kind of at what where they went to school yeah. For yeah. And they're at their jobs i talked to some of my old friends and they're not happy yeah,
0: yeah. so
2: if i could just tell myself don't be so stressed back then about trying to figure out what you're trying to do yeah. mm-hmm. because it's going to, if you keep doing the right things and you stay on that right path, it's going to come. Yeah. It, it for will sure. Come. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's a good answer. I like That's that. a really yeah. good answer. <laughs> yeah. So what's the stigma around cannabis that you would like to see changed?
2: I would say, this, you know, it's that, that classic thing, like you're dumb if you smoke cannabis, mm-hmm. you know, or you're, not punctual. You're yeah. not, you know, you're not reliable. Just stuff like that, you know. Um, also, kind of with that whole bill that didn't pass or whatever, I totally understand having more restrictions and whatnot, mm-hmm. but let's get the stigma out that just because it's medically or recreationally available that kids aren't going to get it if it's on a black market. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, it's prob- the kids it's probably much harder to get it in a store mm-hmm. than it is to get it from your buddy. Yeah. That's in your second period.
1: But I'm like, how, why... I feel like that same thing applies to alcohol.
2: Same. Yeah. Like
1: right. it it's not and the fact that they do it so differently.
2: Yeah, you can't go to a store underage and buy alcohol. So how are you gonna do it? Yeah, you know, without the the med card or the your ID that says mm. you're of age. So
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's good great. point. Yeah, that's a great answer. <laughs> well, Taylor, I think this wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for I just I really appreciate you ladies yeah. Having me on. Yeah. Yeah. We Thank you for sharing you. your journey and your passions and just opening up to us and sharing your heart with us we appreciate you awesome thank you so
2: much yeah
1: Yeah. and thank you to everyone who tuned in today be sure to listen to next week's episode and as always brand stay medicated